Hey guys, welcome to the Learn Feng Shui podcast, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. So if you're interested in learning Feng Shui, Chinese astrology, all things Chinese metaphysics, as well as the superstitions and myths that connect it all, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, today we're going to be looking at the energy for the month of October. So we're going to be talking about feng shui, flying stars, best and worst sectors, as well as the zodiac signs that are most impacted. All right, guys, I know I say this every month, but dang it, the year has gone by fast. Welcome to October. I feel like I say that every month after like July, <laughs> August, September, October you know, November, December, all the, all those holidays, they just really blend together. October, we have a lot of birthdays. So, uh, it's like a nonstop fun in October. Then November, December, we have our holidays and before you know it, we're into January. Really crazy, huh? So, but before all that, we're welcoming in the month of October and the month of the water dog. The energy is shifting away from our metal energy, giving us the element of young water sitting on top of young earth. So I think of a, a, is a mountain uh, and a lake in between, you know, it, we are shifting away a little bit from the metal element again, as mentioned. And remember the season is still a metal element season. So the, the season of autumn, which includes the month of August, September and October. So uh, that is kind of waning off though, giving way to the water season starting in November. But for the rest of this month, we are going to enjoy our, our metal element. Okay. And uh, kind of shifting us is giving us that water element a little bit early with that water dog. So we will feel the impact of the water element in our own personal energy. But before we think about all of that, Starting off the month is the solar term. It's the 17th solar term, the Jiechi cycle here. Uh, the Je cycle is called cold dew and it begins our month off on October 8th and it goes through October 23rd. The second solar term is called uh, frosting. It is the Qi cycle. So there's two cycles, so the Jiechi cycle, okay. Uh, that is gonna go from October 23rd to November 7th taking us all the way through the month. And again, we'll talk about what those solar terms mean on the Folklore Friday segment. I've really been enjoying covering that. And if you're not familiar with these terms, these solar terms or the Jechi cycle is a 15 day solar cycle of energy. We have two that govern each month and they're called micro seasons because they do denote natural phenomena that is occurring around that time. And again, we'll get into that in the Folklore Friday segment. Before we do that, let's get into our energy update and what everything is going to kind of entail for the month of October. So I put out a monthly blog each month and um, basically when I do this episode, I usually just read through that blog post. I am kind of working and shifting into a newsletter format and kind of seeing what that's going to look like after the beginning of the year. But um, yeah, until then, you can just go check out the blog post, which will be linked in the show notes. And so I just, again, relay the information so you guys can reference it at a later date. Okay, so the Yong Water may look still on the surface, um, and we're t referencing the Yong Water dog, okay, because remember, we have not just the dog, but it is a Yong Water dog. So the Yong Water may look still on the surface, but it's always moving, and there is always a threat of an undercurrent. And so I think um, that... 
the association that people kind of make with this water energy is that it can be a sweeping energy, right? Things may appear calm. And as, if you've experienced, you know, swimming in a river or an ocean, like a natural water source, you know that there's an undercurrent that might, you know, sweep you under or create a big wave, okay? So even though things appear calm, it's always moving, right? Even in a lake, the wind is moving the water, right? There's fish swimming around. There's plants underneath, you know, uh, swaying. So things are always moving. So even though things appear calm, appear to, you know, nothing is happening, there may be some unseen things going on that we are not aware of. And so for this month, I just think that globally, we really can see this in the economy and the current recession. I believe, unfortunately, might worsen. I think if we're here in the U.S., we're seeing prices on everything kind of go up. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, uh, unfortunately. I wish I could bring you good news, but, you know, we're all just trying to make it work here, right? So I also think, I, I laugh so I don't cry, right? So I also think that we may see more natural disaster and earlier winter weather. So the cold temps, um, I feel like, have been kind of arriving a little earlier they, they might arrive earlier than usual especially at the end of the month maybe uh, I know we usually get a cold snap in the month of October at least where I, I'm at in West Texas but I feel like it might be even a little bit more severe and so to kind of you know look at that I did look at the farmer's almanac and the predictions do say that we are in for early winter or a colder winter this year and I think that we might see a clue into that this month so that's my weather and uh, global predictions just kind of thinking out about that element of water there so I, I hope I'm wrong on some things you know I hope I'm wrong so we'll, we'll just see we'll just see so in us as people, I think that this can manifest in a way that makes us feel uneasy, the inability to sit still and produce overthinking, okay? Remember that young water energy is like the ocean. It's un it's doesn't stop moving. You know, water never stops, okay? Um, even the yin water energy um, is, is like a cloud, you know? And clouds don't sit still, they float through the sky, okay? So though if you are a heavy water energy person, if you have a lot of water energy in your natal chart, you might already have that inability to kind of sit still. You're always on the go, you wanna move, and you never really stay anywhere for a long time. So again, this is the kind of energy that this might produce in us this month. Um, and so to combat that, just be active, you know, um, it, we can't really, you know, maybe you don't want to go on a whole like, oh, let's take a weekend away or whatever, which you totally can, but it doesn't even have to be as, as elaborate as going out of town or traveling or anything like that. It certainly can be, but all you really need to do is hop in your car and take a spin around the block if you feel stressed out. Like one of my things that I like to do when I just want to get out of the house for a little bit is I'll go to the car wash. I'll go wash my car. I'll stop by the tea. <laughs> the tea like stand by my house, the iced tea stand. I don't know if y'all have those. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm in Texas. We like our tea, right? <laughs> so um, I'll stop by the tea stand or get a coffee or something. And then I'll go to like Goodwill or Kohl's or something and just walk around and look at stuff. You know, maybe I'll find a, you know, a little something here and there. But honestly, you don't have to spend any money. You can just leave your house go drive to the park and sit there for a few minutes on your own. So it can be as simple as just getting out of the house, just taking a spin around the block to uh, be in control of that motion, that movement energy. And 
maybe even just getting in the house and sticking your feet in the dirt. So if we look at water, you know, earth controls water. And so if we're looking at uh, kind of controlling that a little bit, feeling more grounded, uh, putting your feet in the earth and grounding yourself can help. So if you don't have a, a yard, just putting yourself, you know, take yourself to the park and stick your feet in the dirt, have a little picnic or something, right? Just get some sunlight. So you can also spend time in the Southeast sector of your home. So that does contain the monthly eight earth star, which again is supposed to be a wealth star. It's supposed to keep you busy anyway. So it, it, it you know, can, can help you in that way. And that earth energy can help you feel a little bit more grounded. So I know last week, or I'm not last week, but the last episode I did, I talked about eight mansions feng shui. Alternatively, you can find your, um, your direction that does rep that stability direction that represents grounding. So you can also sit, uh, you know, with that direction and, uh, help, help yourself feel a little bit more stable and grounded. So that's how you use feng shui. Okay. <laughs> And one more date to note, or one more thing to note, is the solar eclipse is occurring on October 14th. It looks like um, here, at least in Texas, it'll occur around noonish. you know. Um, you can look on nasa.gov to see where that solar eclipse is occurring, but I know it says here, Oregon, Nevada, Utah, New Mexico, and through Texas, and it's gonna go through Mexico and South America all the way down to, um, you know, Brazil looks like here, Panama, Colombia, the parts of Mexico here, South America, Nicaragua, looks like maybe Honduras will get some of it. And I already talked about Panama. So um, you can kind of look at the path of that solar eclipse on NASA. Um, I was always told in it from a metaphysics standpoint to avoid the solar eclipse. And in a Chinese tradition, they say not to watch it, you know, it's supposed to be bad luck. So for like every minute you watch it, you get that amount of bad luck that it says. Um, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I'll let you guys test that out if you want to. I know not just in Chinese tradition though. I know my mom, we have Native American background and her grandpa would, oh, she said her grandpa would always warn her to not be outside during eclipses and not to watch them, you know. Um, I know the explanation that I've heard was that the chi is distorted. You know, the sun is supposed to be the ultimate yang energy. It's supposed to be this um, perfect, you know, yang energy. So I know there's uh, different sayings in feng shui, like where the sun resides, all evil subsides and stuff like that. And so when we're thinking about it from that perspective, if that energy is distorted, then there's going to be some distortion in the energy we receive if we're watching or out during that time. So I'll leave it up to you. I know when I was pregnant with my oldest son, there was some sort of solar event. And again, my mom, the least superstitious person I know, told me that I should put a safety pin on the, um, you know, like the waistline of my pants by my stomach, you know, by, by the womb area. So that's what they say to do if you're out in a solar eclipse. Don't know if that's superstition, but just kind of relaying information. I, I personally don't watch solar eclipse. So if you do just um, be aware of all that information. Okay. Okay. Now looking at the monthly Zodiac signs. So these are the signs that are most impacted. Not every Zodiac sign really has an interaction with the dog that is here for the month. And so when I talk about interactions, I'm talking about 
there's different combinations within the zodiac you may have heard it labeled as secret friends okay so the dog combines with the tiger and horse and it is a harmony with the rabbit and the, again sometimes those are called secret friends okay um so first looking at the zodiac sign of the dog so anytime you have the animal sign your natal chart that is present for the month and or, or the year it can feel more stressful more visible or more seen and so if you already have a dog and you see the dog that just means that you it's like um, all eyes on you type of situation okay so one thing we can look at is the symbolic stars that are present for the dog for the year and um, just kind of the focus for you for the month if you're born under the zodiac of the dog is education so taking advantage of the symbolic star called elegant seal which can promote literary achievement you know, that can help you out for the month. So if you're already pursuing some sort of higher education, I know there's people that are like, I want to pursue this doctorate and they've been in school for 25 years, <laughs> you know, this is for you. You know, it could be you're where you really kind of get ahead or something, or maybe you feel like you just are a little more focused this month. Okay. So um, if you're not on the education path though, however, you, it is a good month for you to take the time to learn something you've always wanted to learn and take up a new hobby. You know, if you you want to focus more on your career then you can use this energy to take a placement test or learn something new in the workplace to get a promotion or a bump in pay so remember most of the time when we're talking about wealth energy we're not talking about energy that is just you know a, a windfall money that's not really you're not you know you're not able to reproduce that okay so we want reproducible wealth which can come in the form of working for yourself, working for somebody else, you know, and you can do that by getting a promotion or, you know, bumping up yourself in a pay grade by learning a new skill. So I know sometimes companies offer, you know, um, some sort of maybe just a higher up position, you know, but you got to take a placement test for it. It could be the month for you to do that, especially if all eyes are on you already, then you might as well take advantage of the energy by focusing it in a good way. Okay. So that's how you can kind of use that. So uh, white tiger um, for, for the dog, you do have the symbolic star of white tiger and it just does warn you to be cautious of accidents for the month. So just be careful this month, okay? Getting now to the zodiac signs that combine with the dog for the month here. So if you have a tiger or a horse, you're gonna have a combination with the dog for the month. So this month, it could be a good month for you to network and spend time around like-minded peers and colleagues. Connection can benefit you if you're born under the zodiac sign of the tiger. So if you're born under the horse, um, take care. If you feel stressed out this month, it can be a little more pressure. Make sure you take the time to focus on you. You know, deep breathing does trigger your body's parasympathetic system to relax and it does deactivate that fight or flight when you feel overwhelmed and it does make you feel safe. So if the horse feels a little overwhelmed this month, then you can definitely, um, you know, just do some deep breathing exercises. Do easy stuff. I feel like people try to make this so complicated, but just do easy stuff, okay? Deep breathing is really beneficial for you, okay? So the tiger, the dog, and the horse all do combine to make the uh, that trinity, what's called the trinity, and a fire frame. So you all have extra fire for the month. So if the fire energy benefits you, it should be pretty good. Um, it could lead to a little bit of uh, burnout. So uh, usually fire does represent inspiration, um, spirituality, you know, just kind of like that vigor for life. So um, I think that with the fire energy being so low this time of year, it could benefit you. 
All right, so the rabbit is considered the heart in harmony with the dog, and it does combine also to create fire. So that's kind of the same thing I talked about before. If the fire energy is a little overwhelming to you, again, just do some grounding because the earth will um, put out fire. Okay, so yeah, that's that's you. Um, the rabbit's already experiencing what is called a Fuyin year, and this typically happens when you see, you know, um, you see the, the rabbit, especially if you're a water rabbit, okay? So this generally means energy can be a little bit stagnant or seem like things are at a standstill this year. So maybe you've had some setbacks or things are not going as quickly as it you feel like it needs to be. So the month can actually speed things up a little bit with the combination. So I think it can help restore a little bit of inspiration and help to reinvigorate you. So enjoy that for the month. Enjoy your combination if you're born under the zodiac of the rabbit. So the last combination is the seasonal combination. So these are the animal signs that make up the season of autumn, which I kind of talked about earlier is August, September, and October. And those are the zodiac signs of monkey, rooster, and a dog. So all three of the animal signs do need to be present to form the combination to make the full element of pure metal. So this is a very dominating combination. If you have a monkey or rooster, you're sometime during the month, you're going to get the other zodiac sign. So remember each day also is associated with the zodiac sign. So if you're born under the monkey or rooster or even both, you really do push very heavy towards being a dominating metal element. And it, it does what's called a silent push towards the dog. Okay. So, um, yeah, so the energy, in this dog does create the element of metal and it's usually considered lucky, especially if the metal element is um, favorable to you. I'm trying to think of the word. <laughs> it's considered lucky. So usually it comes in the form of opportunity, financial opportunity and helpful people and mentors, especially if metal is your uh, either wealth element, you know, so if you're a fire day master. So do take advantage of this when the opportunity presents itself, be ready for opportunity guys. Okay. Um, you know, I always think of people that, so say for example, <laughs> you have the opportunity this month to meet somebody that really can help kind of push you forward in your career. Maybe they've been doing the same thing you've been doing or that you want to do and you get the opportunity to meet them. They offer to mentor you and you turn them down. Okay. Cause you want to do your own thing. And I, I see this happen sometimes with people. Um, and it's kind of frustrating to watch because I think that a lot of people think, well, I'm going to have a windfall and, you know, make a lot of money or people are just going to give me money or something. When in reality, all this energy does is act to kind of push forward what you've already been doing. Okay. So again, earlier I talked about the zodiac sign of dog and how the dog might have more attention this month. Okay. So when that happens though, what have you put your attention into? Okay. Have you put it into something, you know, negative? Are you doing bad things? Are, you know, are you creating that? Right. Or are you creating good things? Like, or have you been focusing on yourself, focusing on your work, focusing on, you know, um, how to make, you know, your life better in some kind of way, you know, how to improve maybe your, your family's life or how to, you know, get that job promotion or make more money or whatever. Right. And so if you're putting your energy into these things, that's what, what you're going to reap. And so, um, it doesn't just happen either. So if you've done nothing, you've put no you know, no effort into 
what you want to create in life, you know, you just, it's just something you're just visualizing. That's, it's not going to happen unless you put the effort in and this energy only acts to expand that effort to push you forward if you're doing what you need to be doing. Okay. So I hope that all makes sense. I think some people think it's magic. These things are just going to happen. Oh, I have the wealth elements really going to benefit me. Going to win the lottery. I mean, you might, but you know, you still got to stand in line for the ticket, right? <laughs> Okay, so you still got to stand in line to get the ticket to win the lottery, if that makes sense. So you're still doing something. All right. So make sure that you're putting the effort forth because you're going to get back a return of that effort. All right. So looking at the clash, clashing uh, energy for the month, uh, the dragon. So I think a lot of people worry when they see the clashing energy or they hear it's going to be clashed. They kind of worry about what's going on. But the dragon already does have a partial combination with the rabbit for the year. I don't think it's gonna be much of an issue for for you for the month. So if you're born under the Zodiac Dragon, I think you might be okay because of that combination. So again, it's a seasonal combination with the rabbit, which are both the season of springtime. And this energy does dominate uh, any other combination in the chart. Again, I like to uh, kind of liken it to an order of operations of the PEMDAS, right? Um, seasonal combinations always first and the most dominating. So don't think you'll have much of clash. Good for you, dragon. If you are more into an advanced reading for the month, I do put up what is called the heavenly stems forecast. So um, that's based on the day you're born and that is on the blog post. So I talk about like what water, wood, fire, you know, earth, metal, all that, what it kind of means to you. Not super detailed and don't go into yin and yang. So if you're used to like a yin and yang forecast for heavenly stems it's just a little more basic but a little more advanced than just the animal zodiacs so you can check that out again in the blog post let's get into the feng shui for the month and flying stars all right guys looking at the best and worst sectors flying stars for the month of october we're starting off in the southwest so Again, if you missed the Eight Mansions episode, I looked at Gua numbers. So just adding a layer onto your own feng shui. If you are Gua number two, this energy will impact you already and you don't really have to sit in that spot, okay? So the number six luck star does combine with the yearly number one authority star, um, making it a really good combination for those looking to establish themselves as an authority on something. Or if you are the boss and you have people working under you, Working in the Southwest sector is good for you. Okay. So you can do that for the month. I don't really suggest, you know, like activating the area much or whatever, but using the area should be quite good. Okay. So the Southeast, or if you are Gua number four here, um, yeah, the number eight wealth star usually is, is, you know, pretty good. Like we do what's called chasing the wealth star where you just work in the number eight star and it's supposed to give you more work okay so again if you are a stay-at-home mom do not activate the wealth star because you'll just be cleaning and cleaning and just doing stuff around the house okay <laughs> it just creates more of whatever work you are already doing so uh don't activate it unless you're doing that okay so the number eight star is uh it combines with the number three star for the year so usually you want to avoid the number star number three but in this case it does combine to make an eight three combo which is what's called a her two combination making it the element of pure wood okay so you can use a sector to send your emails work everything 
It does have the potential to benefit you financially. Remember, sometimes money does comes in a form of opportunity or more work hours. So it could be that, you know, money isn't magic. So best use with your current action, as I talked about. You can activate with the fan, but really be cautious that you're not activating the area that is governed by the dragon in Southeast 3 for the month that is known as the month breaker. And if you have no clue what I just said, just message me a copy of your floor plan with your address and I'll be able to show you um, where that energy is and we can say don't do that okay <laughs> we can just do that so again you don't have to activate the energy just sitting in the area should be good enough especially if you don't know where to place things and you know how to kind of break that southeast down into any subsector so it's just a really small 15 degree area that we want to avoid in the southeast to avoid aggravating that uh, dragon energy for the month because remember the dragon and the dog do clash so we don't want to activate that within our home either so let's let's avoid that again i do offer a free energy mapping um, if you would like to follow any of this and need help just message me i'm i'm pretty easy to talk to okay going now to the south this is an area we want to activate but spending time in there should be quite fine the number four academy star does visit the south sector of your home i did forget to say if you're a gua nine also so it does make it usable for setting and learning. Don't activate with feng shui items as mentioned, but using the sector can be beneficial if you are studying. So again, if you're born under the zodiac sign of dog, maybe you can spend some time here in the South doing some studying. <laughs> really just anybody, anybody can use that South sector, okay? All right, now looking at the flying stars we want to avoid for the month, quote unquote, worst sectors. You know, don't ever activate these areas. If you're already using it, you don't have to move out of the room it's fine, okay, just um, maybe play some of these remedies, okay? You don't have to create fear around it. So the West can be a little bit challenging. So if you're a Gua 7, um, this presence of the number two illness star can be remedied with a coin charm. So if you have a little shop in your area that sells those coin charms, get a coin charm with six coins on it. Six represents the element of metal. Or alternatively, you could do the salt jar for the month. Some people like to do that instead. So you can check that out. Uh, if it's possible, spend less time there. You know, that's my room. I'm not gonna overstress about it. Okay, I got a salt water cure. I should be fine, okay? So don't, don't stress about it. In the north, uh, or if you're a gua number one, the number five star. Um, so this, was, this is area that is a little bit challenging, in my opinion, the five star. Um, anytime you have like earth, and then it goes into mix with water, it kind of represents like, you know, the muddy water could represent some kind of illness, okay? So if you're sleeping in the area, definitely place a saltwater jar and avoid spending too much time there if possible. So don't stress out about it. Again, I've heard that established patterns of energy, chi, you're already using the space, it's not gonna overly activate it, but like don't decide this month you wanna go move into your north room in your home and start sleeping there okay so basically that that's what that is all right so yeah um you can do your salt water jars uh, if you do put these up dispose of the entire thing around the fifth of each month before the energy changes so you can get rid of that energy or change as needed if you notice throughout the month it's getting pretty crusty just get rid of it and if you need help understanding what a salt jar is you can just you know google it or you can message me and i'll tell you how i make mine so again I'm a pretty nice person. I have people ask me questions all the time and um, 
I mean, I'm happy to answer. So from my perspective, I'll do the best to answer any questions that I have. Or not that I have. I can answer questions that you have. I can answer my own questions just by <laughs> doing research. <laughs> so I'll do my best to answer any questions that you as an audience may have. And of course we have our no renovation sectors. We do have some for the year. Um, so if you want to look at those, go check out the website. I usually just talk about the monthly ones. Northwest, where the Grand Duke is residing for the month, is the area that's governed by the dog. And then the month breaker across from it in the southeast, the area that's governed by the dragon. So renovations can be done in some sectors using date and time selection that is specific to your home. You do need to call a professional date selection person, such as myself, if you want to... Uh, start renovations in one of these areas and you have a concern about it okay so again shoot me a message uh, for example also i had to replace my back fence because it was falling over i used a very specific combination of flying stars use the jeshi cycle <laughs> right we talked about the beginning it is used for feng shui also if you're it, it's specific to the way your house sits and faces so um, yeah, but we can pick a good date and it'll be good for you with no kind of repercussions. The one thing that I did have happen is that they hit a water line for my sprinklers going out to the alley, which, uh, you know, wasn't too big, too big a deal and it was easily fixed. So small infraction, everything else seems to have gone really smoothly with that repair and it was just fine. So I think we create a lot of fear again. We create a lot of that fear um, but really it just takes some good timing. And sometimes these are non-factors. So if you're starting renovations also in the second floor and above, this really doesn't pertain to you. We'd look more at flying stars, okay? So things can be done. You don't have to live in fear and renovations can take place, even though it may be in a quote unquote, no renovation sector. So just shoot me a message. All right, guys, so you may or may not hear ad this month. I am not entirely sure. I'm a little bit confused on um, if I have an ad sponsor for the month, so I may not. So you may just pop into the Folklore Friday segment in just a second. Um, but the best way to support the podcast is if you do hear the ad, just listen to it. And also to answer the little Q&A, if you do listen on Spotify, answer the little Q&A down below. I'd love to do some more listener question shows, you know, and just like a Q&A type thing. I promise no question is bad. I, I swear, even if you're like, this is not a good question or I don't know, or this is a dumb question. I promise it's not, you know, we're all just learning, right? And and I'll never, you know, make you feel bad about something you've asked me, okay? You know, um, you know, I, I just, I just think that's, that's crappy to do, right? So I'll definitely answer your questions and, and never, you know, make anyone feel bad about that. So just ask below. I did have a comment and it was more along the lines of um, that they were asking uh, about video. You know, they were saying they wish I did video because it was more, they were more of a visual learner and they were trying to figure out how to set their room up. And, you know, I totally get that because feng shui is, it's physiognomy. I mean, so that's the definition of that is the study or the appearance of, of the, you know, the way something appears, you know, the way it looks. And so, Feng Shui is a study in the, of the appearance of your environment. So obviously that's visual, which is kind of hard to get across in a podcast sometimes. And so my answer for that is, you know, I do have a YouTube channel. I do, I do TikToks. Um, and I know that Spotify does have a video feature that um, I may just have to utilize. Okay. I've also done Zoom sessions. So I don't, I haven't found the perfect thing for that. I don't really know where I fit in with video. Um, all of that takes a tremendous amount of time. 
you know, and I, I kind of, um, I focus more on the podcast. I focus more on the audio, you know? Um, so that's something that I might be doing later is putting some video up on Spotify on the YouTube channel. Um, the reason I don't promote it is because I don't love it. It's not curated. It's not professional, you know? Um, it's, it's fine. I think it's okay. And my most watched video on there, I actually don't love, you know, um, it's called like the wealth, the wealth sector myth or something like that. Most feed video it pushes people, I think to the podcast, to my website. So it does the job, but I don't love it. And I don't entirely agree with everything I, I said on it. You know, I, I made that when I first started doing content, you know, and I think I was just trying to get people's attention more than anything. And I don't, I don't love that idea. You know what I mean? I don't love it. And so it, it's there and it does the job, but I, I honestly am not entirely happy with, <laughs> with that YouTube channel. And again, it just takes a tremendous amount of time, especially editing and everything. It's just a whole beast in and of itself. Okay. So if you do want to do a little bit longer form video on YouTube, I do have the videos that are called Introduction of Feng Shui, and I would probably start there. I have like Introduction of Flying Stars. I have things like, um, there was like a four part series that I did over four months, and it was like Feng Shui, Introduction to Your Front Door, Bedroom, Kitchen, and I feel like there was one other, maybe like your office or workplace, something like that. So you can find those. If you like shorter form videos, you can find me on TikTok. Uh, there is a link in the link tree in the description. I'm gonna re-enable that link, but I'm just at learn feng shui now. So yeah, there's that. You know, I don't have a perfect answer for that. Um, again, maybe I could do some Zoom sessions uh, with uh, like a listener Zoom session, you know, every couple of months or something. I feel like the demand on people is just hard. You know, we have work schedules, you know, when I, I feel like when I do Zoom sessions, we also have international listeners, I have, I have international listeners. And so the time zones sometimes don't work out, work schedules don't work out. And again, the response was just kind of everywhere. So you know, I wish I had a perfect answer for that. Um, but also you can always message me, reach out, you know, I'm here. So with that all being said, if you've made it this far, <laughs> let's uh, possibly take a quick break and we'll come back with Folklore Friday. And that's going to be the Jetty cycles or the solar cycles for October. Solar Terms 101 from TheBeijinger.com. Their traditional Chinese lunar calendar divides each calendar year into 24 jiechi or solar terms based on seasonal changes and natural phenomena. They play an important role in guiding agricultural activities even to this day. But even city dwellers like us can enjoy them. Each solar term has its own associated customs, traditions, and even recipes. In Solar Terms 101, we delve into what makes each one special. After the autumn equinox, the sun will show more of its power and grace residence in the southern hemisphere while leaving the north to bask in cooler nights. Hanlu or cold dew is the first solar term after this change happens and is the fifth solar term for autumn, which usually occurs around the end of the golden week holiday. I had to look that up. Apparently it is just that mid-autumn festival time and they kind of uh, merge and combine that in with national day. So... I guess it kind of be like here in the U.S. where we kind of combine Christmas and New Year's and we some some people take like the whole week off, you know, so kind of like that. OK, so either southern China's average temperature will drop below 20 degrees Celsius. That's about 68 degrees Fahrenheit um, during this time, not to mention some regions in the north will enter the meteorological winter by this period. So it'll be pretty 
cold up north. I think Canada was already getting cold. So um, compared to our previous solar terms, when the north is still transitioning from summer to fall, you may notice that the modifier for dew has turned from white dew to cold dew. And so we did talk about that last month where we had the white dew and you might notice dew on the um, grass and stuff in the morning on your plants in the morning, which I do notice now that I've thought about it. I'm like, I really notice that now. <laughs> and so again, it turns to cold dew, which just denotes that it, it's going to be a cold for a, a time where the temperatures are cooler. And as we've talked about before, each of these seasons can actually be broken down into three five-day periods in which natural phenomena occur. And so the natural phenomena markers to look for, um, it looks like the first, during those first five days is going to be the wild geese. I know in Texas, we see the geese come through. I saw some the other day, so maybe they're a little bit early, but I haven't seen flocks of them. Usually we'll get giant flocks that are traveling, you know, south. So I think that's pretty interesting. And I love to see them fly by. Can't wait till the, till the geese return. They overwinter here sometimes in our ponds. Uh, the second five days can be marked by uh, the bird called a siskin. It does say here that they say it transforms into a clam in the big water or the ocean. It does also say that um, I guess just kind of the pattern of the clam looked the same as the bird and um, so it would say that they dove into the woods and that they dove into the ocean to become a clam to avoid the cold. So it's just a little bit of like a folklore tale there. Um, uh, so I guess that's just, uh, you know, kind of use their imagination there. So these birds do start to disappear, though, and kind of migrate. So during the last part of this season, the last five days, the chrysanthemum or mums start to bloom. And it does, I think this is a beautiful, what it says here, it says, unlike other flora that usually unfolds its beauty in the warm spring, when the yang energy rises from the ground, this maverick flower chooses to paint the world with color only when others have withered under the influence of yin energy, ultimately leaving a deep impression on the ancient Chinese psyche who revered it as a symbol of a noble and unsullied spirit. I think that's beautiful. I do love mum displays. I know we put them out in Texas here. We've had them for a couple months that they've been out in the home garden centers and it, everyone keeps saying it's too hot to put them out. I have some that grow all year long. <laughs> so I think they're beautiful. I love chrysanthemums. Activities to do during this time is to actually take a walk with your elders. It does say here the ninth day of the ninth month in the calendar is um, the largest single digit. It's a very important number in Chinese numerology. It is. It symbolizes completeness also. It's thought to have the strongest yang energy. Therefore, the ninth day of the ninth month is believed to be an auspicious date since two nines in the double date already uh, have a lot of yang energy, hence its name. And so uh, some things that are done around this double ninth day is to honor your your ancestors, your relatives, um, similar to the tomb sweeping festival, you know, to go place offerings on the graves if your grandparents have passed. And if not, it does say here that you can take a walk with your elders and honor them in that way, which I think is, is a lovely thing to do. Okay. Sounds nice. So you can go do that. That does occur on October 23rd this year. If you want to do some kind of honoring of your ancestors, uh, coincidentally enough, the 20th, I do have a podcast coming out. I have a guest, um, really cool. He talks about um, ancestor worship uh, and yin house feng shui. I have some cool stuff coming up for October, so don't miss that. Um, and we'll kind of cover that a little bit too. I think we don't honor our ancestors and our elders enough sometimes. 
And so that'll be a really good episode. But yeah, just kind of coincidentally enough, that's what we got coming up. <laughs> and things to eat during this time. It does talk about fasting a little bit. Not necessarily fasting, but it says here that you're going to want to do a detox regimen. So just something to kind of clean you out before the, the season, if you're able to do that. And to partake of chrysanthemum teas or alcohols during this time. So I can do that. I love chrysanthemum tea. So the 18th solar term, the next term here is frosting or first frost. And is it, you know, just kind of denotes that's a time of year when we start seeing frost, maybe we see our first freezing temperatures and plants do start to get damaged and kind of die off during this time. It does say here, what's more, it's also the end of life for most herbage. And the saying goes, that Xuan Jiang kills the herbs, which is that uh, frosting or the, you know, first frost. Okay. So usually that's a time that everything will start to kind of die off. It does say here, uh, the grasslands will go stark, foliage paints the mountains of vibrant colors, and the leaves start turning red during this time. It says here, before they fall to the ground, they release their nutrients for next year's growth. And the last part of it, um, it does say here that any insects that are still out will start to hibernate and the mosquitoes will die and go to hell. So it doesn't really say that here, but I'm just saying that. And I hope that's true because, oh my goodness, we have gotten so much rain <laughs> and the mosquitoes are so terrible right now. I swear I could throw a saddle on them, put a cowboy hat on and I could ride that thing. <laughs> these, these mosquitoes are no joke, man. So I'm hoping that this is a uh, true to form here. <laughs> foods that are usually eaten around this time here are radishes. So it does say here that as one of the most prominent winter vegetables on the Chinese dining tables, the radish is believed to ease symptoms of autumn dryness and protect the respiratory system from cold weather. So remember that they do believe, especially like in Chinese medicine, you know, Chinese herbs, stuff like that, that the a plant does take the chi from the season in which it is grown. It's time to harvest radishes right now. They're an autumn plant, so they carry the essence of metal and autumn. So uh, you can eat some radishes for for your you know lungs and stuff. So I'm gonna have to do that because I do tend to get a little allergy-ish during this time. Okay. Um, one thing they do too, which I thought was really interesting, it says they do something called sending the taro ghost away. So it says villagers will build a tower from roofing tiles in a nearby river, fill it with firewood, and then light it on fire until the tiles become red hot, and then they cook. Uh, taro or sweet potatoes so that just sounds yummy so that's another thing that they will eat and persimmons persimmons is another one that they tend to eat uh, during this time of year um, i don't love persimmons maybe you do it does say here also chestnuts honey silver mushrooms carrots and pears are an all ideal part of a balanced diet during this time they're mild in taste and said to strengthen your immune system and repair membranes. So um, yeah, you can kind of keep that in mind as you're uh, starting off in this winter season. So we want to stay healthy. And so I do think that there is something to the different uh, energies of food and different stuff we're supposed to eat during this time, herbs and everything. So let's make sure we keep our body's immune system up. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed today's energy update. Again, if you catch this first thing in the morning on Friday, I'll be live with my Facebook group. that um, can vary anywhere monthly from 10 a.m. to like noon, depending on availability. I just kind of wing it on that one, but it is always the first Friday of the month. Usually when this podcast comes out, when the blog post comes out, 
I'll follow that up, of course, with the the live session on Facebook. So you can always watch the replays too. So that's that's up there. Go join that group. You know, I, I'm a Facebooker. I don't know. So this month I have some really cool stuff coming up too. October we're gonna have topics like space clearings, house blessings, ancestor worship, and feng shui for burial, and then feng shui of a haunted house. Has some wonderful guests coming up, you guys. Uh, stay tuned sign up for emails if you haven't because all that info is there and i'll catch you guys next week for a free energy mapping of your floor plan please check the link in the show notes to support today's podcast go to learnfengshui.com sign up for emails leave a review and share with your family and friends